So we're trying to think outside the box, you mm-hmm. know, in the, in the most intriguing way possible. And thinking outside the box is a nine foot Yeti ice sculpture, right? Welcome to the Strategic Ministry Podcast, where we seek to help church and ministry leaders think more strategically in order to reach more people with the gospel. On today's podcast, I have the opportunity to talk to David Hardy. David Hardy is a frontline ministry veteran of 15 years. He's a traveling youth evangelist, and he also owns his own t-shirt company called Hardywear. His life mission is to partner with Jesus to steal souls from the kingdom of hell. Let's join in the conversation. Uh, well, Dave, why don't you give me a little bit of your history and, and just kind of like your journey into, I'm going to call it your unique brand right. of youth ministry and ministry. Sure. Uh, yeah. I So I was a youth pastor for 12 wonderful, glorious, blissful years um, at one church, and it was fantastic. Um, it was one of those situations. They hired me. They had, it was about an 80-person church. Um, and they hired me. We had 15 kids the first week. I said, great, this is going to be something I can work with. Well, uh, a month later, we had 63 kids, um, which was awesome, but, you know, nuts. Yeah. Uh, by the end of that year, we had we had broken 100. There were times when we had more youth in the church than there were adults in the church, um, which is not healthy, to be honest with you. No. Um, and so it was actually a little bit of a problem. Every um, every pastor says they want something like that till something like that happens, right? Yes. It was, it was, there were times when it was absolutely a nightmare. Um, but then we, you know, we grew the church to about 300. What we did was we started a second service that was a youth service. Um, that are like kickoff week. We had like 190 people out at it, um, retained quite a bit of youth college and because we were right by Geneva College. Mm-hmm. And um, we, you know, we, we, we grew the church. Things are going really, really well. So for me, I absolutely loved youth ministry. Um, but there was a point where I was, uh, so I, I was always making t-shirts. Um, Dave, I've made a few T-shirts for you. In my I was going to say right? over over the years, uh, you know, I've 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 got probably a whole drawer's worth of if of I if I search my Hardy originals. For, yeah, if I search my computer for Dave Lusk, uh, you're coming up a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of folders on my uh, on my computer. Oh, oh I don't doubt it. Yeah. So um, I was making T-shirts, and um, that was always so. I started in high school. Um, and that's actually I, actually how I put myself to college. I was a graphic designer at a local screen printing shop uh, while being a student at Geneva College. And um, it went really, really well. Started doing stuff for my denomination, doing um, T-shirts at the retreats and whatnot. Well, my entire denomination, so Christian Missionary Alliance, um, I, they have these big conferences, uh, youth conferences called Life. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I did the Life Conference and we... We killed it. Like, so the, at the first one, we did like $67,000 gross in four days. And then awesome. the next one, yeah, next one we did 93. And then next one we did 134. So, like, it just Boom. kept like, there's something to this, right? Now, I, I didn't make all that money. I was making money for no. the Denom and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, that's That money always gets split out to somewhere. Oh, trust me. It got, it got split. Like well, at the end of it, you're like, Oh, I made $12. That's yeah. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> you know? Oh, and I got taxed on it. And you so got to pay you know. 30% of that $12 right. to the government. Exactly. So uh, with my $4, I went to Starbucks and, uh, and still couldn't get got, anything. Got half a latte. Yeah. Got half a latte and that, and, and really enjoyed that, you know? Yeah. So uh, actually what happened is the president of my denom was like, Hey, 
this is going really well. Um, what's this look like in the future? And just in that moment, I was like, if I can, if I could do anything, I'd like to be a traveling youth evangelist. So go mm-hmm. out and speak mm-hmm. and then uh, let the t-shirts be my, you know, my, my nine to five, my tent making um, and do that for events. So I stepped out full time um, to go do this to be, cause my favorite thing to do is speak at camps. Like mm-hmm. I love it. If that's my Shalom, that's like, yes, I'm there. Um, and so like, I was just doing a ton of that and it was uh, September, 2019. Yep. And if you recall in March, 2020, there was something that happened. Just I do. Was, cause I, I, I had just switched jobs to a new church myself in March of 2020. I, right. I recall. <laughs> yeah, as you recall, you know. And the point part was, I was in Michigan. I was speaking at a retreat at Gull Lake. I called my wife up and I said, Tara, I found it. I found it. This is my shalom. Everything's working. I'm so excited about all this. And I remember everything shutting down right after that. Um, I had $20,000 worth of merchandise that was being shipped. I was in, I was actually the next week I was in Minnesota and I had $20,000 of merch being shipped from Minnesota to like um, South Carolina for the next event that we were doing. And the whole world shut down. I'm calling, you know, all my friends who are running these events and saying like, Hey, what are we going to do? Had to reroute stuff. And I remember Dave, you probably remember this. You know, the, the, you know, hey, in two weeks, do you think you think we're going to be able to have our April retreat? You think we're, you know, because we have oh, a yeah. retreat like April 15th. We yep. can pull that off, right? Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, it'll yeah. Be fine. Don't cancel it. It'll be fine. This is, you know. And, oh, yeah. I remember oh, those days. We were, yep. you know, we were mid, like, we had a big outreach event the, that was like a, a community mission trip. And we were certain that it was going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. don't, oh, yeah, no, you know, no, we're like, we were. We had a backlog yep. of merch for that mm-hmm. event that mm-hmm. we just eventually ended up donating to like Salvation Army. It right. felt like we had it felt like we were the losing team at the Super Bowl. Yes. We yes. just had boxes of shirts that like mm-hmm. what do we even do with the send them to Africa? That's right. what I that's what the super that's what the yeah. NFL does. Yep. Send them oh, I've packed Africa. them before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you know that those shirts, though, the crazy thing is, if you can get your hands on those shirts, uh, the the perfect Patriots one. So it was the perfect Patriots, whatever it was, 19 and 0 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those shirts are absurdly rare oh, and no valuable. Doubt. No so doubt. Like, so there were people that went and they got them from like the, the, you know, where they donated in Africa and they were selling them. And it's like, these like memorabilia multiverse, right? Like it's like <laughs> the what if, what if Tom Brady would have won that Super Bowl? And so these shirts are going for like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred dollars for this <laughs> t-shirt that does work. It's hilarious. It's that there's because uh, being a t-shirt guy, like I know the guy who printed the shirts the last time the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Like I knew him when nice. we were talking. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. And so like I know some of these guys. And um yeah, it's it's crazy what happens all that stuff, man. It's you know because oh yeah, because they have to have real. it ready. Yeah, oh you have to, you have to. Mm-hmm. And they order they order all the blanks like they'll they they literally are in their shop the night of the Super Bowl, waiting. They have a TV on 
the screens are burnt. They're waiting. You know, three, two, one, start printing, yeah. boys. Start yeah. printing. You know? <laughs> right. Or like not, and then they just have to like shut it all down. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because like by Monday they'll have like ten thousand orders. You right. know, it's just nuts. So COVID happens. Mm-hmm. Everyone who was confident their retreat was happening was confidently wrong. Yep. Everything got, got blown up. I got to tell you what I did. You got to hear this. Oh, yeah. So I overnight, like literally overnight, I go from being, you know, a gainfully like self-employed guy yep. making more money than I've ever made in my life to making absolutely nothing. Like I mm-hmm. have no money. I, I mean, I have like savings. I have no money. I have no future events. And the government has just told me that the thing that I do is now illegal. Right. right? So speaking at large events and selling t-shirts at large events, you're done. You're done. Like it's, it's gone. So I, I have like an existential crisis, you know, I'm a provider and I'm like, I'm, I remember like walking outside because that's all you could do is like walk outside by nobody. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I was talking on the phone, I think to my mom, and I'm like, I'm done. Like, this is it. I I don't know what to do. She's like, you got to do something to make money for your family. So this is hilarious. I start sending emails to everybody I know. Hey, do you need anything? I'll do any graphic design, any illustration stuff, anything you need. I got picked up by SoundCloud rappers. Okay. So true story. How I survived the pandemic was I designed album covers for SoundCloud rappers who were spending their stimulus checks to make it big. Trying to make their rap album. And they, and these were the weirdest covers I've ever done. Like they're super specific. Like nothing was immoral. Right. Yeah. Everything was ridiculous. Like I was, I, 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 I I do so many grills. Like (laughs) you would not believe all the different (laughs) variations of grills that I drew and all the different stuff. Well, like, I did stuff for one guy, then I did stuff for another guy, and like they, they told their friends about it. I was and, gonna say they probably like your work enough that they're bragging on it. Exactly. Look how awesome so I like, look because of this guy. Right. And so they, they so they start so like I'm just making these album covers five hundred dollars a pop, like boom, 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 boom. Now it wasn't like I'm rolling in it, but it was enough to to you know Yep, got buy, some breathing room again. You know, toilet paper and yeah, <laughs> you know, or whatever, whatever, you know, you couldn't buy at the time. But mm-hmm. like it was hilarious. And and I will say this, we were never in want, you know, we That's were good. terrified at times, but we were never in want. But it was the strangest thing. Like the Lord sent me ravens, <laughs> you know, yeah. as SoundCloud yeah. rappers. SoundCloud right? rappers. You know. And then well, I'll tell you real quick. So then after pandemic, um, you know, so once things started slowing down or whatnot, I pivoted to becoming, in essence, a local screen printing shop online. So mm-hmm. I just started doing stuff for everybody for churches, but churches were hurting. So like churches, oh, schools, or organizations, um, and we made it. We actually made it to the point where things were going incredibly well. Um, and I hired a full time employee. So Hardyware had a full time employee, still does, um, nice. and I had a thriving, um, you know, screen printing business, screen printing design business. So I make shirts. Um, but I also do like design work. So mm-hmm. like pretty much if you can design it, I can make it. So now, so then let me fast forward. So my friend calls me up. His name's Dan Bull calls me up and says, Hey, uh, my youth pastor resigned. I'm looking for a youth pastor. And I said, great. 
Uh, I have a lot of friends who are looking for jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, get you, I'll get you their names, you know what I mean? Because uh, I was still in the youth ministry realm, still speaking, still doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I was actually an interim pastor at a little local church. I remember uh, that. that time. Yeah, it was it was really good. I, I'm, all I did was preach and, you know, make well, people you, feel good. Yeah, yeah. You, took good, you took good care of the church. That was the, yeah. that's well, the job. My, my friend's mom died. And so, or I'm sorry, his, his dad died and his mom was in the church. His dad was the pastor. Mm. So he asked me, hey, can you help me out? I said, yeah. You know, so I just went, was the interim pastor and wasn't looking for, you know, to be the senior, right? But just a place to be. Well, anyhow, uh, by love ministry, uh, but I didn't feel that that was going to be my full-time occupation. And my friend calls me up and says, hey, I need a youth pastor. I said, oh, that's great. He goes, well, no, I'm actually looking for you. And I said, ah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> He says, right. no, 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 no. Let me pitch this to you. He said, you keep doing your T-shirts, keep doing your speaking, and you come run a youth ministry in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. And I said, you know. For those of you country, wondering where, for those of you wondering where Lidditz is. Right. Yeah. You're, you're not alone. <laughs> it's in Lancaster. Okay. So Lancaster <laughs> County, Amish, Amish country. Yeah. Lidditz was voted I think like the 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 coolest small town of in America like five years ago, like nice. it is a really cool little small town. Um, but yeah, so he you know he asked me to come out. I can I went and saw the church, fell in love. Uh, said this is this is fantastic. This is really really cool. So to be able to do ministry while running a business while continuing to speak, like trust me, my summer's book, um, it, like July these mm-hmm. camp date months. I, I have to tell people no. Like, I mean, it's just like there's only so many yeah. weeks and everybody wants yeah, to Yeah, you can't be everywhere. Week, you know, well, I'm working on it. I'm trying to clone myself, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking into that. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so it's 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 great doing and I I, I love having, you know, a youth group again, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I have youth group kids. Um, they're awesome. We have a big event coming up next week. I have a small event uh this Friday night. I love the small events too. Like mm-hmm. we're just meeting in a house. And we're going to teach them how to read the Bible. We're going to talk about exegesis, you know, dude. So it's just great stuff. And I, this this obviously fires me up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so back in ministry, baby. So I started that September 1, um, and I'm still rolling. You know, I'm old. That's the problem. I'm, I'm a veteran <laughs> yeah. now. I was going to say, yeah. you and I both, right? I know. I'm 39, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be hitting 40 next year. 40-year-old youth pastor. Some would uh, think that you, like, something went wrong with the plan. But I would say well, something went incredibly right. Well, here, here's a funny part. When I started at the church, because there was a bunch of new hires, people came up to me. They're like, oh, are you the janitor? And I'm like, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of. Like, yeah, I mean, kind of, you know, when the kids mess up. They're like, no, I'm actually the youth pastor. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, random homeless guy walked into the church, I guess, you know, big beard. But no, it was, it was cool. It, it, they I get to preach in big church this week. I'm real excited about that. Ooh. I know, right? Like this is the first time, so they got me slated. I got, I got. Might be the last time too. It may be, you know. And that's the thing. Like if I really blow it, then I'll never have to do it again. You know what I mean? If I get up there and just tempted, you know, you know, tell tell youth stories, yeah, just totally bomb it. Like Dave, why would you tell that story? Yeah, you know, you lose your train of thought a whole bunch. (laughs) Yeah. What were they talking about? Weird political statements or odd political (laughs) statements. You know, either way, you know, take a real hard line stand on the topics of today. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, man. That's too funny. So one of the reasons I wanted to connect with you today on this is you and I have worked on so many projects together. um, And I love 
the creativity, but also the intentionality you bring to, I mean, really designing and promoting and like not using the excuse of doing something for Jesus to do something poorly. Right. Um, Cause like, just because we have a great message doesn't mean we shouldn't present it well. Well, did you like this yesterday? One of the guys from my church sent me a message and said, that calendar, that youth calendar you released was the best, most well-designed calendar I've ever seen. And I said, dude, I created it 100% from scratch. Like it was not a template. It was, mm-hmm. I, I went in to, you know, Corel draw, which is what I use. It's like Adobe illustrator. I created 100%, you know, like I, he, he said, wow. He's like, I can see the intentionality even in your, in essence, disposable youth calendar. It is yeah. not, I mean, it's going out to 200 families and posted all over the internet. It needs to be good. But it's mm-hmm. funny. He, I said, I really appreciate you catching on that. I care about the seemingly small things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that's something that's so often missed in the church world, right? It's like, okay, we have to have a website, but we think about it as a purely informative thing when like scripture would teach us like, no, your website should glorify me, right? My glory should be reflected Mm -hmm. in everything you do, right? Right. From, from the website to the calendar, to the thing that, that we rank as most important, Mm -hmm. you know? And so really wanted to connect with you on, on like ideas of how to spark creativity right and like how do we not miss those opportunities that we would probably think of as throwaway things Mm -hmm. but then like as well how can churches begin to really and church leaders especially begin to really like leverage that that creativity and that advertising like you guys have a really cool event coming up and i don't want to steal the thunder of that but I, i i saw some some advertising for it on facebook and i think that's it's brilliant it's a brilliant way to do outreach and like it seems so simple but it's going to connect with so many people and it's so cool i don't want to steal your thunder so i'll talk about it yeah let's do it it. let's start there then yeah this is this is awesome so there is a local festival here in town called the fire and ice festival now did george R. R. martin start it Maybe he might have, which, you know, who knows what type of things might pop up or or you might die. You might Mm -hmm. actually die because he likes killing characters. Yes, he does. He does. But uh, (laughs) no, so it's the Fire and Ice Festival. Dude, get this one. It's a little local, small town thing. 40,000 people go to this thing. That's insane. I always forget how populated the middle of the state really is. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. 40,000. So there's no parking for this thing. It's just nuts. Well, so this it, they have this whole week long thing, but one of their big things that they do is they do these ice sculptures, right? Mm-hmm. So I haven't even been to this event because I started in September, so this is my first one in February. So <clears throat> my boss comes into my office, my friend Dan, mm-hmm. the one day, and he goes, "All right, here's what I need from you. I need a nine foot Yeti like drawing mm-hmm. because we're gonna get a, a nine foot." sculpture of a yeti sponsored by our church for this community event love it also anyone who's a youth pastor Mm -hmm. has had that moment of your Uh, boss walking in and go 
this is what I need from you. Right. And he's just like, <laughs> like the, the thing is, is I like people walk into my office and ask me for things that are not down my alley. Like, Hey, I need you to do math, mm-hmm. which is not, no, yeah. don't that's, ask me to do math. Right? I'm not, it's I'm a terrible, artist. that's a terrible decision. No, no, don't, don't ask me, but to ask me to draw a nine foot Yeti. Oh yes. So what we're going to do, we're getting a nine foot Yeti, which will be the biggest sculpture down there. So we're sponsoring this. It costs us a little bit of money, but it's, it is going to get us quite a bit of exposure, quite a right. bit of impact. But then, so what we're doing, we got a thousand stickers printed up of this lit Yeti. So I drew this thing nice. and then our volunteers are, we're going to go down to the sculpture because what they do is they take selfies with the sculpture, right? Yep. So then we bought a bunch of like hats and a bunch of like things. People are going to mm-hmm. go down there and we're going to have people taking pictures of families down there for them. So like, hey, we'll take a picture of your whole family. And here's a Yeti sticker. Okay. It is just a cool Yeti thing. People are going to put on their mugs. They're going to put it on their, you know, whatever else, you know, computers or blah, 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 blah. Yep. Yes. That's what right. you do. My you coffee mug's loaded mug. up with stickers. Right. You know what I mean? I I, I see. I see the, you got the, the Ted Lasso the underneath. You like? I see that. Yes. I see that. You know? And so like. <laughs> They're going to be doing this. We're going to run this for an entire week. We're going to have a lot of great exposure. Um, this is awesome. We're yeah. getting into the community. So we're trying to think outside the box, you mm-hmm. know, in the, in the most intriguing way possible. And thinking outside the box is a nine-foot Yeti ice sculpture, right? You yeah. Know, people are going to remember that. I think what I love about what you guys are doing with that, you're thinking big mm-hmm. because you got a big God. Amen. Amen. And – and we are going to get 40,000 eyes, right? Right. Like we're going to get 40,000 eyes. We're looking to bless the community. This mm-hmm. is just a big fun. It's a big fun Yeti, but there's going to be conversations that are going to be happening. There's going to be things there. We're going to be obviously raising awareness for our church. We're like, we're going to well, be it catches great- your attention. Absolutely. You can't walk through something and ignore. We're not going to nine let you foot Yeti sculpture. Exactly. You you can't you, can't you cannot ignore the nine foot yeti. You can't. You know what I mean? You will have to interact with it somehow. Even if you walk by it, you got to interact with it. And and people will be talking about it and it'll be good. And people will ask questions. Why a nine foot yeti? I mean, the, it's fire ice. We just wanted to pick something that was giant and big and fun, you know, and it's a fun, you know, interesting yeti, right? Yep. But it's it's thinking outside the box. Nobody wants like that, that's what cracks me up. People like passing out church pens. Who wants your church pen? Nobody. Like I'm not trying to be mean. No. Like, or your keychain. You know what everybody already has? Yep. A keychain. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and they don't need. And they don't want like your church that they probably don't go to as a keychain. Like they don't want that. But a Yeti sticker that just it says lit it's Yeti. It's got a picture of the Yeti. It's fun. People are gonna like that. Yeah. Well, and it lets people know like church can be fun. Yes. Faith can be fun. Dude, our church is awesome. We So we have a uh, a kids ministry thing and we're working through like a lot of renovations. We decided we're, we put up a bubble thing that kids run through every Sunday. Not like like just a little bubble blower because the renovation thing, it's like it's going to get messy anyhow. It's not that big of a deal. The carpet's probably already blown. The, the, these kids love the bubbles. Like they talk about bubbles. My my daughter talks <laughs> about the bubbles all week long. She's four. She's like, I can't wait to go to the bubbles. She wants to go to church, right? She's like tying things in, but it's mm-hmm. fun. It's yeah. building ex- community experience. Um, 
they love it. And and do not tell me that there's anything in scripture that prohibits bubble use, right? No. I'm sorry, you can't proof text a verse that will tell no. me something. Oh, we shouldn't have bubbles. Get out of here. Well, and there was a time in the church's history when the greatest contributors to art and culture loved Jesus. Yes, yes. I mean, the first instance of a uh, the first recorded. Um, time in scripture where somebody was filled with the spirit was Bezazel working on the tabernacle, right? Like mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit was, you know, filled him and he went and created this artwork for God. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like this holy artwork for God. I mean, that yes, creativity is very, very, very high on God's, um, on God's radar. Or on well, God's and that's, chart. you know, people like, uh, like Tolkien, Right. So oh, Tolkien's yeah. work endures yes. for, yep. I mean, mm -hmm. for so many years. Right. We're still fascinated by the world he built. And he was a firm believer. Right. Mm -hmm. That God created him to create. And, and look so, at Lewis. Look at made, Lewis. Well, right. Tolkien believed like he was reflecting the glory of God by creating an entire world with a yep. history and with languages and with all these diverse people. And that was him glorifying God. Well, and just to let you know, Dave, I'm trying to be my own token. I, oh, I there you go. The Love rough it. draft of my first comic book, um, it is completed. So it's not 100% done. As far, I don't have the cover done. I'm trying to, I mean, listen, everybody's trying to be Tolkien, right? I'm, right. I'm not saying I'm trying to be Tolkien. I am inspired by Tolkien. I'm creating worlds. Mm -hmm. um, and within my world structure, um, they'll see Jesus. You know what Love I mean? It. Like they will see Jesus. So, I, you know, we were created to create, I believe, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you a hundred percent on that. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, I am not an artistic person. Nobody has ever confused me with someone who has any kind of ability to create and design, but you are a visionary. Thank you. I appreciate that. You, you, you know how to go find the artist to bring about the vision for you. Yeah. And that's what I mean. When you have a vision for something, you might not be able to create it yourself, but that's the beauty of the body coming together. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how many times I've come to you with this like half cooked kind <laughs> of, I have an idea. I have a thought. Right. And I, right. Dave, and I is this kinda... drawn on a napkin? Was this yeah. drawn on a napkin? This yeah. is an iPhone <laughs> picture drawn on a napkin. Wasn't it? Yeah. You were meeting at lunch and no, it's, it's great. And would it always work? Right. Yeah. Like, that's why we worked so well together. Cause yep. you would give me like, boom, 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 boom. But you also gave freedom. And mm -hmm. then you'd say, I like this. And then let's go with it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And like, you know, I think about the impact of some of those things that I've collaborated with you on over the years. So, you know, one of the last big projects I worked with you on when I was working at Harvest, we had that, that giant New Year's Eve lock-in yes. that we did yep. and like partnered with you to make the shirts. But then we also got community sponsors and we mm -hmm. just sold ad space on the back of a t-shirt. I remember that. Yep. And it that made a great it, idea. it made the event free. Yep. Yep. Right. And, awesome. and like, it, oh, it was great. And it was so cool. Right. The, the different, community entities that came together to make that event possible was mm -hmm. so cool to see because yep. everybody was getting behind the yeah let's have a safe awesome fun place for you know middle school high school kids to do new year's eve 
Like yes. we we're behind that. And, and so, right. Those creative moments have, you know, a snowball effect, right? So we're talking about the, right. That, that brings other people in and allows them to collaborate and it becomes bigger than even just the initial idea. Yep. I love it. I love it. And getting into the community and, you know, um, doing life with them and saying, Hey, we value this thing that you are doing. That is not sinful. Okay. This fire and ice thing. This is, let's be honest. This is morally neutral at worst. You know, right. it's, it's a big family event that people take their kids. It's fun. Uh, a lot of Christians take their kids. A lot of non-Christians take their kids. Everybody's taking, you know, they're going out to this thing. Well, let's come and do life together, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's uh, get in there creatively and uh, gain some relational capital, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's prove that we are trustworthy, that we and we do care, that we mm-hmm. care, you know. Well, and we're out here freezing, handing out stickers, right. you know, taking pictures of people. Why? Only because we care. That's yeah, it. right. We're we're gonna put it in a nine foot yeti sculpture. Why? Because we're a part of the community too, yep. and we want it to be awesome. Yep. Right. We want this festival to be as good as it can be, and so yep. we're gonna do our part to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love that you create in spaces that like the average churchgoer will probably go to, but the average mm-hmm. church will not always necessarily engage with. Right. So right. think about like the Comic Con stuff. Yep. That you do. Yeah, that was awesome. So I, I go and sell at Comic-Cons. Um, I sell t-shirts there. Uh, I sell all sorts of like, um, so I sell like cryptid stuff. So that would be like Bigfoot, uh, mm-hmm. Yeti, Mothman. Uh, there's a, a new one I did called the Bat Squatch. Fun stuff. Morally neutral. Not a big, you know, like yeah. it's, it's nobody. It's fun. It's goofy. Fun, it's fun. It's goofy. But then the funny part is I, so I make Christian t-shirts, right? Like mm-hmm. I, cause I was selling Christian events. I have this tree of life shirt. Okay. That I did years ago. It was, it, it turned out really well. I sell this thing at literally everything. You are going to, you're going to laugh at this one. I was at the comic con and a guy at this last comic con came up and said, I love this shirt. And I think he was buying it for, it wasn't for himself. He was buying it for his wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the dude was wearing a shirt that was said, the satanic temple on it. Oh my okay? gosh. So think about that. Yeah. The guy from the satanic temple sees this shirt, buys it for his wife. Now it's, it's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm not entirely sure he knew what it was or probably not care or what I had to guess, but I'll tell you this. You, you cannot imagine how many conversations I have. Cause what people get, they go, that is such a cool shirt. What is it? I said, it's actually the tree of life from the book revelation. Mm-hmm. there's the open door right there there's the open door and, and like we have conversation about you know my faith and like I sh- i'm able to share my story with them and it's really really cool mm-hmm. you're able to do this with a bunch of people you know um that are not going to your church on sunday no 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 they're not they're definitely not you know what i mean um yeah mm-hmm. crazy well, and so it is the those kind of creative endeavors and, and you know really looking for ways to step into the community with intentionality mm-hmm. is is what's going to move the church forward. I think in this next season, right? We've got to regain some credibility. Right, our credibility has been shattered 
by so many different things, right? Because we mm-hmm. attach the church to all sorts of different causes that are, let's be honest, not exactly Jesus, you know? And we put a lot of we we put a lot of unnecessary baggage that doesn't need to be there, right? And so we've lost over the years scandal, scandal, you know, this thing, that thing. And and, and I think right now we need to be humble mm-hmm. and we need and we need to be servants and mm-hmm. we need to do relation we, we need to to through relationship do life with people. And we just need we need to we need to prove to people that we are who we say we are and that we're mm-hmm. trustworthy. You know, yeah. it's not a bait and switch. No, and and you know, if if the you know, if the field of dreams model of doing ministry was dying going into COVID, right? For the, for those kind of confused, right? The, if you build it, they will come model. Right, right. COVID killed it, but good. Yep, yep. You know, people are looking for ways to engage. They're looking, right, to get back to, right, quote unquote, normal life post-pandemic, right? They want to connect. They want relationships. But they want, like, real relationships. Right. You know? They want they want substance, and, and so mm-hmm. I think the church has to take the first step now. You know, we've got to move towards the people, not just kind of fling open the doors and say, "Hey, look what we're doing in here." Right, exactly. You know, come to us because we build it. Come to us because we have a big building. Come to us because we, you know, we've got to go to them. We've got mm-hmm. to be missional. We absolutely and creatively missional. Okay, mm-hmm. like. The old, some of the old ways, they don't work anymore or they don't work as well. Let's be honest. Um, and I don't need to name all the old ways that, you know, no. that we did, but like, let's think outside the box. Let's, let's start with, let's, let's adapt, you know, mm-hmm. as, and I'm not saying to cave into culture. I'm not saying no. to go, you know, uh, be doing sinful things. There, no, that's not, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we need to be creative and we need to think about this. And this needs to be like, we need to stay up at night a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. we need to write some things on some napkins. And as like, it's funny, Dave, as we're sitting here, I have a little, um, I have a you little, little note. And I'm nice. writing notes down. Love it. Future stuff, you know, because we yeah. have a big community event. And I'm like, oh, getting sponsors and getting in the community. That's a fantastic idea. You know, that was just something. Yes, I'm going to steal your idea, Dave. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, listen. It's all Jesus's, right? Like all Amen. of this stuff is Jesus's. There's no such thing as uh, plagiarism. No, there is. There's plagiarism. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but mark your citations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. No, but really, like you know, I think about it this way: it, you know, are you going to have ice cream at your youth group? We'll build a partnership with an ice cream shop in your town. Yes. Right. Or yes. are you going to have pizza at your youth group? Probably. Right. If, otherwise, it's not really youth group, right? build a partner yeah. right build a partnership with the pizza shop you know i'll never forget the the pizza shop i i built a partnership with in in katanning at harvest both the kids started to come to youth group both the parents that own the place started coming to the mm-hmm. church right became mm-hmm. solid super connected people and like then students started working there yep. right and, and like dude, get this one when i left my last church of 12 years I had a pizza guy who we went to like exclusively mm-hmm. for everything. When I called him up to tell him I was, you know, moving on, he cried. <laughs> he literally cried. Now I don't business know, is going to take a dip. Yeah, man. I don't know if he cried because <laughs> I was spending like, you know, 
I was probably paying you sent his kid through college. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, and dude, we got a lot of pizza. Like oh, it was I don't doubt it. But but actually, we just we had a relationship. Like mm-hmm. I would literally on his personal cell phone just text him our order. Like yeah. that was just Here's that was the need. relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey Jimmy. Here's our order. Boop, 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 boop. He's like, I got you, Dave. We'll be ready yep. at eight o'clock. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it was a great relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's something I think that that is easily attainable no matter what your church size is. Right. You can start to build those relationships with businesses in the community because it's it's you know, it, it's beneficial to them too. Mm-hmm. Right. And you start to invest in those ways. I remember we we got to a point with uh, with a few pizza shops where they would send out on any of their pizzas that went out a little like postcard size advertisement for big things that we were doing. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, I had a good relationship with Dunkin Donuts. So I'd go in there and they'd have they'd I'd be able to just set a stack of cards on the counter for our VBS thing that we called like. Summerfest or whatever right um, and so when you build those relationships mm-hmm. you know and you design things well that people want to see them they want to look at them they catch their interest right suddenly you can have more of a presence mm-hmm. in places that you wouldn't naturally right you wouldn't naturally think that dunkin donuts was going to advertise for the church right <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know or yeah. the or the vicelli's pizza was was gonna send out um and then mel's and a couple others right was gonna we'll, we'll on every order we send out mm-hmm. for the next how you know however many cards you give us we're gonna put this card on the top of our pizza box like that's huge yeah 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 but yes that's fantastic so get into the communities get mm-hmm. into be, you know be missional and be as creative as you possibly can and you will fail sometimes Okay. Oh my yes. You, you will you there will be some like, oh boy, oh yeah, we shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Like, I totally get that, but without risk, there's no reward. Mm-hmm. Right? And and you if you fail 10 times, but you have that one real, you know, big success, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could be it could be huge impact for the kingdom for yeah. you know and those and, successes they build on each other. It absolutely. makes it easier to have the next win down the road well dude one of my problems coming here was that i had 12 years of credibility built up in my community yep and then coming here everybody's like who the heck is this guy we don't care and i'm like no i'm starting over i know i mean i have to start over you know and it's like and i'm learning and I'm, i'm developing relationships and stuff but it's it's been tough you know because it's like I was in a town where everybody knew us you know they knew what we were doing and so starting over again you're like you know, but hey, we made it. You know, we're gotta, making it right. You got to sell it a little bit harder now. Yeah, I'm now the new guy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the new guy. You know, I was the old grizzled veteran. You mm-hmm. know, and now I'm the new guy. Well, and that's another thing that I think about is like one of the easiest ways I think to get outside of our church space, right? Like, I love the office you got set up there. I, I wish I could show <laughs> a picture because it is just spectacular. But like, just go be out in the community. Yeah, like a student or two with you, or and like mm-hmm. just, just go be places. Go. Well, meet don't do anything people. alone either. Right. If you got to go to Costco, take a student. If you got to go, I mean, just like what, what you know, never eat alone kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like always be. You know, you always just be striving to further these relationships. Right. I would take students with me when I went to gather community sponsors. Yeah. 
one because yeah. like there's the selling point right there yeah You're like, look at these children these malnourished you know little whatever yeah 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 i hear yeah you. i'll, I'll like, never forget i had a student ask me he's like how do you get people to do the thing you want them to do when they don't even like it wasn't even their idea oh yeah. like you just walk in and like sold them your idea and they're excited about it yeah like that opened up a really cool conversation with mm -hmm. that young man uh which i hope serves him well he's he's going to be a, a full-time missionary and so like nice that's gonna serve him well when it comes time to like fundraise <laughs> raising donor support there it <laughs> right? is yeah yep. Yep. yeah and like you got to help the community see that it's in their benefit to work with you yep as well right you have to add value for yep. them too yep but there's got to be a trust there's got to mm -hmm. be a trust you know and, and and then also remember trust can go away real fast so you've oh, yeah. got to be trustworthy and and be full of integrity in every single thing that you are doing every post every you know share everything has to be on the up and up because trust can go away very quickly oh yeah one one thing oh right? yeah <laughs> and it's just done and it's gone yeah well that just speaks to like you know if you really want to make an impact in the community like you have to have integrity yes 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 and it's just it can't be un it can't be overstated mm -hmm. like you must be you, you who you are must align um in your private life and in your public life those need to be the same person they mm -hmm. need to be the same person um because people the community will not put up with um and it's hypocrisy you know mm -hmm. they'll not put up with uh you you said you were one thing and you were another um they mm -hmm. they will not they, and and the reality is they're not forgiving of that. They remember no, that. Absolutely, right? they do. I they'll think forgive you. when you make an honest mistake, you know they'll mm -hmm. stick with you. When when you you know I don't know you know you or you own something that's yeah, like, yeah you know we could have done this better. What they, they'll stick with you. But man, when you pr show people that you were not who you said you were, oh, mm -hmm. it it you're you're anathema. You're you're yeah. done. You know. Well, and it's also like if you're leading a church and you want to go out into the community and make an impact and and welcome people, like you better make sure your church is actually welcoming when people start to show up. Yep. Not just you, but like your people. Yep, absolutely. You know, yeah, you're you're like the greeters and whatnot. Like this is the first impression. Look, aren't first impressions incredibly important? Yes, they mm -hmm. are. You know, and you better hope there's not not someone who's going to kick somebody out of their seat because that's their seat, right? Speaking from experience, I, oh yeah, I've had it happen to me. Yep, I hear you, man. I know, I know. It, it, it's it's crazy. Oh, and the funny part is, like with the seats, there was a church that I was in. It was in New York. And I kid you not, they had back seats that they could press a button and they would come up from the floor. True story. So they would come up. It, it like they opened up. And because everybody wanted to sit in the back, right? So they would wait until everything filled. <laughs> so they, like a button. trap door, they'd hide the back rows. <laughs> and the back, and then this entire back row that they needed would come up. I was dying laughing. I said, you know what? That's creative. That's 
You know, there's a space. One way to do it. That's hilarious. Because let's be honest, nobody wants to sit up front, right? Like nobody wants to sit like right there in the splash zone with the pastor. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's it, especially if you're coming in late, like, let's say you're like three minutes late. You don't yeah. want to make that walk a shame, you know? Yeah. So, if hey, you're an average attendant, if you're a guy like us, it's the like, yeah, yeah I'm going care. for it. Well, yeah. that's where I sit every week. You know, I'm all, I'm always mm-hmm. up front because, and then I'm always running around if there's something oh, crazy I know, right? going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Everyone know? comes up and taps you on the shoulder and, oh, yeah. got this crisis, yeah. got that crisis. Or you get that text and you're like, oh, boy. Oh, no. Yep. You know, the, the toilet's overflowing in free pain. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yep. And that's when you become the janitor. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I would say it's yeah, youth pastor with an asterisk. Right, right, right. right. I've gotten real good at plunging toilets in my uh, you know oh. fifteen years of ministry. Hmm. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There, there's stories I could tell there, but I want to delve into this idea of leveraging like design and branding because like we are also in a day and an age where your first impression as a church with the community is not necessarily going to be face to face. Oh yeah. It won't be. It won't be. They, they will see your sign slash logo way before they come into your building. It's Mm -hmm. going to happen. And let me tell you, I didn't do it because I'm not a cruel person. But I've always wanted to like start an Instagram of bad church logos, right? Because there are some, and and let me tell you this as a graphic designer, please let me tell you this. You do not have to turn every T into a cross. Okay. (laughs) You do not have to. There, there's not like, like, please let me let you can leave that at the door. Do not turn. There was a church. I kid you not. There was a church one time that I was doing a logo for and the guy said to me, this is going to be perfect because there's three T's in our name and we can have the three crosses on Calvary. And I was like, no, stop, stop turning every T into a cross. Oh, and, and it's so funny because I saw do like logos for churches and branding and whatnot. And you get like some of these mid-sized churches say, you know, I'm not one to throw numbers out, but you know, like a mid-sized church and they will like I'll do the first nine. So we do, I do like mm-hmm. nine logos. Then I do uh, a revision. Then I do nine more logos. Then I do a revision. You have your final logo, right? Yep. So I'll send it. I have learned with a certain type of church that it within those first nine, I must send them a cross of some sort. Mm. If there is not a cross, I had a church tell me if we don't have the cross, we're not a church. I said, mm-hmm. I get that. I'm not telling you to change your theology by any stretch of the imagination. The cross is paramount, right? Mm-hmm. Monumentally important. Absolutely. But it it's not necessarily what you need in your logo, in your church logo, right? Like, like maybe it works. That's fine. But maybe it actually doesn't. Maybe, or maybe it's already understood. You know, maybe people get that and like, what else, you know, what, how else can we, uh, Uh but man, I'll tell you, it's, it's, you need, you need to be self-aware, right? Like we need to be self-aware as churches and as ministries and, and putting, putting just a lot of, um, very much so dated imagery is going to date Mm -hmm. even more, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're going to scream to everybody. We never made it out of the eighties, Yeah, you know? And 
Um, I, and, and you know what's funny right now? I don't even know what is cutting edge, you know, because there's nothing right now. Like what if you were to look at a logo and you'd be like, oh, that logo is so 2023. What's mm-hmm. that mean? But, you know, because it's very now logos are very eclectic. They're all over the place. And oh, there's I know. All sorts of like subcultures and niching and different stuff. So you can really do what you want, mm-hmm. except for it being bad, you know, and we know bad when we see it. It's one of those. Oh, things yeah. Like, you know it when you see it. Well, but it's also so uh, I didn't do this one with with you, you know, really wanted the the logo to to say something and i laugh because yeah. like my logo has a cross in it um <laughs> no 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 it's fine <laughs> no, no it's i know fine. i know but i agree with you it doesn't have to right, right. but if it makes sense right so but is mon- the t across no the t is not okay. across none All of right. the t i have three t's and none of them are crosses They're just capital t's right but next to it um you know i don't know if you can see it on the jacket there oh um, yeah yeah that's yeah. good yeah right but it's two it's two word it's two word bubbles Mm-hmm. Right. With an arrow pointing mm-hmm. back to the cross. Right. And the yes. idea was we're going to talk, but everything's got to come back to yes. the gospel. Yes. <clears throat> right. But, you know, that that look, that appeal. Is something the churches should think about. And then similarly yes. on their websites, like, you know, one of the things I talk to churches about is like, are you highlighting your building or are you highlighting your people? Oh, Yeah. Because I can't yeah. tell you how many church websites I've been on that the first picture they want to show me is their building. And I'm not saying there's no place to have a picture of your building on there. Because, like, mm-hmm. one of the things I think about is, like, yeah, it kind of helps me know that your building is the one I want. Right. Right. If I'm coming to visit. But at the same time, like, something that's far more compelling. And we've seen this with, like, Instagram studies and and things like that. Right. People interact with pictures of people more than they interact with pictures of stuff. Yeah, without a doubt. Because, one, the people are primarily important in this whole scenario. The church without the people is a building, right? And the church isn't even a building. The church is the ecclesia, the gathering. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people are important. But, two, people have stories. We want to hear their stories. We're obsessed with stories as a culture. And and it makes sense, not just as a culture, as human beings. We're obsessed with story. And people have stories. We're about faces. So my, my whole youth ministry right now, our big thing is faces, not numbers. Faces, not numbers. We're always going to be faces. Faces, faces, faces. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and, and names, faces and names, learning names, you know? Um, and and w- if, if you are in a place where people know your name, that's going to make all the all the difference, mm-hmm. you know? You, you are known mm-hmm. here. You belong here, right? Mm-hmm. But how do we convey that visually? Yeah, absolutely. And there, you know, that kind of intentionality in your branding, your logoing, your design of, of right, that because your website really is a front door to your ministry. Yes. You know, really thinking through how how is that designed mm-hmm. and is it welcoming? Does it invite people further in? You know, it but also are you going to keep up with the things you're you're putting out there? Right. Right. So one of the big things I asked myself before I ever jumped into podcasting was, am I actually going to keep up with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, con- constant content. You, you've got to keep feeding it, mm-hmm. you know, because when you disappear for three months, it's done. You have to restart. Yep. 
And that's mm-hmm. like, if you have a pastor's blog on there, mm-hmm. they better be posting to it, right? Yep. If you have a, a student ministry Instagram, yep, it better not just be the same post recycled every week, reminding students to come to right. youth group. Yep. It's better to do one thing well than seven things not well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have it. We don't even have like a student Instagram. I'm not, that's not the hill I'm dying on. That's, you know, I don't see that big, being the big ROI. I do have a parents Facebook group that's pretty much just parents that we post stuff in very regularly and they're always connecting yep. with it and talking about it. And that's when we unveil stuff. That's where we get feedback because they're all on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're all, that's where they're at primarily, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. So I, parents, I absolutely. Start- yeah, I could go start a Twitter account for a church that nobody would care about. No. Well, because right. like all the parents of your kids are Gen Xers and they were in right. college when, when right. Facebook started. Oh, yeah. And that brings me to the, the kind of wrap up where, you know, land the plane is, you know, if churches are really going to think about this and really do this well, they should hire professionals. Sure. And it's, and you don't, it's not that, one, it's not that expensive. And two, um, it's a lot less than hiring somebody on staff. You know what I mean? Like, I know that, the, you know, we have the creative arts pastors, also the worship pastor and blah, 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 blah. I get that. But I, I don't, I think that that's very few and far between. I think most churches, you just need a fresh set of eyes. And see, think, okay, I will tell you this. I'm just, I, you don't have to go through me. Nobody has to go through me. But logo design for me, okay? Logo design for me is $300, Okay. Think about that. Think about oh, yeah. I know. Think about that. The value that add immensely is huge. value. That is that is the cost of like say what two nights in a hotel at a conference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is I mean that's not your coffee budget for the year, right? Like that's no. like like this is not like you're not breaking the bank. And 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 that's very reasonable, right? Hire somebody. Mm-hmm. To, to, uh, as a new fresh set of eyes to work on this, to work you up some different stuff to show you because there's some pitfalls, right? Like, Oh yeah. You, you didn't know you weren't supposed to turn every T into a cross. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I can tell you that, you right. know what I mean? I can say, ah, we probably don't need to do that. You know, or there are like, certain color palettes pitchy. that are going to be more welcoming and pleasing yes. than other, right. You know, or like your logo's too thin when you blow it up, right. you're actually not gonna. Right. right. Cause like, yeah. Well, because stenciling so I was really stuff. popular for a long time. Yeah. And I, so I do a ton of, you know, like I do the t shirts and the, you know, embroidery stuff. And I can tell you, I can say, listen, your logo will never be able to be embroidered on a polo, which a lot of you want in this church. So you, like, you can't yep. do a fade. You can't do this. Like, I can, I can tell you some of these potholes and what will look good. What's going to look good as the watermark for your videos, right? Mm-hmm. What's going to look good as the logo for your Instagram. No, you need somebody who needs to, who needs to know your wants and desires, right? Mm-hmm. But they're going to learn your style and work within that. Hire somebody to do this. Well, and they're going to, you know, they're going to give you the file type you need. Yes. For every application of it too. So mm-hmm. implementation of yep. logoing and details like that are going to be far better. And I'm a big advocate for, you know, t-shirts and designs, right? Anytime you can put your logo 
on something that somebody will wear. It's an impression. And then you want them to wear something again and again. When you when you put when you spend a bunch of money on t-shirts that are terrible, that are uncomfortable mm. and nobody likes, mm-hmm. guess what you just did? You wasted your money. Yeah. Okay. But buy the ten dollar t-shirts. Right. But if you get if you get people who are wearing their shirts in Target in the community, your impressions have been raised. It's all about mm-hmm. impressions. How mm-hmm. many impressions are you going to get from this item, right? And so you want people to be seeing that. You want people to be proud to be wearing your stuff. Yep. Well, and we would do, so I did with you, a t-shirt every fall yeah. for the youth group, mm-hmm. right? We would do a new t-shirt every year. Why? Because it makes it fresh again. The logo yeah. still on it. We change up a few things. We add a little bit of a theme to it, right? Mm-hmm. But the logo still, and then people want to collect it. Yeah. They want to have the shirt. Every yep. year, uh, and you know what? Those uh quilts that you see people making because mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they outgrew their shirt or whatever, mm-hmm. but they they still want it because it's a it's a reminder, it's a visual reminder of that event or of that time or of that thing. But it's yep. positive. It's positive. They're ho- why yep. are they holding on it? Why don't they want to throw the shirt away? They're not a hoarder. They. No. Because they because it meant something that time in their life that that thing it meant something to them. Mm-hmm. We would do mission trip shirts. We would do mm-hmm. fall kickoff shirt. I was doing two and three shirts on average a year. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I really love that. That was so yeah. good. So right. So hopefully your podcast blows up and we can be doing uh, two and three shirts. Yeah, here's hoping. <laughs> right. Right. But that's, you know, that's the advantage, too, of of working with someone is I can have the idea and move it out to you mm-hmm. and you're going to execute it. Right. And I'm going to stay in the loop and I'm going to be able to speak into it. And it's going to be the vision that I want it to be. But I don't have to create it from scratch myself. Right. right. And so I can put my time and energy and effort towards the other aspects of doing the ministry and engaging the community. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's a big win there, not only in the value of the expertise and getting the thing that you need, right? Yep. How many times have we had an image and we just wish the background wasn't in there because then it would look cleaner, right? Mm-hmm. I I can maybe take out the background if I work really hard at it and spend a whole mm-hmm. bunch of time and like, you know, kind of work around it. And it's still going to look kind of like, okay. Or I can do it in five minutes, right. to three minutes, you know what I mean? Like and it's in done. Photoshop. Oh, and, and you- let me just throw this out here too. Just because Canva exists, doesn't mean that you know anything about design. Okay. So listen, you can do Canva. God bless you. Go ahead. Take a shot. Um, Mm -hmm. That's like me trying to be an actuary. I can add numbers into an Excel spreadsheet, but I don't know what to do with them. You Canva is one of the, it, it can help if you know what you're doing, but most of us don't know what they're doing. Like, let's be honest. You need yeah. somebody who knows, somebody who has an eye for this and mm-hmm. knows it. You know, mm-hmm. it might be a youth group kid. There might be a kid in your church that, you know, knows Photoshop, knows things, and you know, you can grow them into that. That's great. I would I would also tell you to be careful of that because they might not know as much as they think they do, and you might end up with a logo that <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, I didn't see this coming. So you gotta be careful. But right. yeah, well, it's you know, it's kind of like having your cousin take photographs of your wedding, right? Like, yeah, they might do a great job and they might be a great photographer, but like if they do something wrong or if they just don't edit your pictures and ever get them back to you, right. you know, Suddenly. Or, you, 
or you have like a family breakup, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. Or oh yeah, you know. there's potential. Like you're a neutral party, right? Yep. That I can work with. You're not going to be offended, yep. right? Like at the end of the day, because it's our thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to make it what we want. But the other thing I would say about Canva that I don't think a lot of people think through is you're operating within a box. Yep. Right. It, it might seem like there are endless options and opportunities and you can, you know, you can create it, right? It'll open up a world for you. It's a pretty big box, mm-hmm. but it's still a box. And you right? don't own the elements by the by. So no. like when you create stuff in there, you don't own it. Canva still owns it, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of that. It's. Mm, and that's what I say. You want to, you want to own your logo. You want to own the elements. You want to be able to use them exactly the way you want to be able to use them. Yep. Yeah, you don't want the church down the street to have the same logo, too. Oh, we've had that, that real, moment. If it's that real popular filter, that's real popular thing. And it, you know, you we want, had a church rip off our logo once. Yeah. Well, um, that was because that's because we, I went and sold your logo to everybody, Dave. Oh, you well, just that, don't know that it was that. really good looking. So I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> what if I did? What if I was just selling your logo to everybody else? Just all my Crave logos? Yeah. Every single oh, one. Yeah. They're all gone. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, they kept the name. They rebranded. I don't know how I felt about that. I was pretty attached to that logo, but like, I love that they're making it their own too. So like, that's the other thing is like, don't get stuck just because you had a logo that you've loved for Mm -hmm. years and years and years Mm -hmm. and years. It might be time for an update. It might be time for a refresh. It probably is. mm -hmm. I mean, let's let. I mean, let's be honest. You got like a unless it's a really strong logo, you probably have like a three to five year shelf life on that thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so or it there's some really cool rebrands that take the take into consideration the history that you have and they can keep elements. So it looks like a, like a refresh as opposed to a rebrand and that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, yeah. Yeah, sometimes absolutely. you need a full rebrand, you know, some of those old nineties uh, youth ministry names, they need to go away, you know, like <laughs> yeah. YouTube, extreme. You know? Yeah. Impact. Everything was extreme, you know, everything, every single thing, extreme, Oh, yeah. um, I don't, I don't want to, because if I start naming names, I'm going to hit somebody who's, I was going to say, it's uh, yeah, somebody's married. right. Aftershock, like somebody. Yeah. I've just named three youth groups and you know, you have, yeah. you just lost, it, you lost viewers. They're I lost hurt. half my listeners right, half right there. Listeners are gone Cause you just named all their youth groups. And you now. <laughs> it's all over. Well, so. that's, you know, not to make this thing go, go terribly long, but the last thing I will say is like clarity over creativity. Yes. Right. Clarity and branding, clarity and design over creativity, because if it's overly complex, mm-hmm. it's a, it's going to be a hindrance. And and then it, people need to be able to read it. That's legibility is huge. Mm-hmm. huge, 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 huge. They need to be re- able to read it. They need to be able to read it fast. Um, so clarity that you do not want to confuse people. If mm-hmm. you confuse, as Don Miller says, you lose. Right. Yep. So yeah. you do not want to confuse people. Well, good stuff, Dave. Really appreciate the time. How can people get connected with you? Because I'm hoping people do reach out to you and do connect to you. You get some some work out of this because I think any church that connects with you is going to be blessed to work with you and, and like just really hope they do. Yeah, yeah. So you can find me pretty much everywhere. My name is David J. Hardy, H-A-R-D-I-E. So I'm I-E. I'm not Y. But so Hardyware, H-A-R-D-I-E-W-E-A-R.com, Hardyware.com uh, is where you can find me. My email is david at Hardyware.com. You can send that out. 
Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, and just, you know, find me, shoot me a message. Love to do some branding logo stuff for you. I can do all the production stuff for you for your t-shirts, hats, beanies, polos, banners, whatever you need. I can do <laughs> all it. of it. All Love of it. it. I do it all. I draw big nine foot yetis. That's right. Nine. nine yeti you need a nine right? foot yeti ice sculpture. I will. I was actually joking. I was like, I'm going to have to sculpt this sculpture myself. I was genuinely wondering if you had taken up like chainsaw ice sculpting. I trust me. I've considered it. You think I'm kidding? I'm not like, I, I want to see how hard this is when the guy. Dave, I've it. known you so many years right now. I was more surprised that you weren't doing it. I wanted to. I was like, just just <laughs> give me the blocks of ice and a chainsaw, and I'll figure it out. Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, and that's how Dave lost his arm, everybody. Right. You know, <laughs> cut his arm off, and he was making right. it. Right. You know what? This episode's going to air with an in memoriam on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that happy note, Dave, it has been a pleasure, and I would love to come back uh, in your Absolutely. cycle, so we can talk about. It. I have some great. Uh, youth ministry fail stories that I can share and love I love it. You know, make everybody feel good at home. So love it. Good stuff, man. I'll make sure your contact info, everything's down in the show notes. So thanks again. Have a great one. You too, man. See ya. Thanks for listening. I hope it was helpful to you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And you can always connect with us for more info at strategicmen.com. <laughs>